<laughs> all right all right guys what's going on welcome to another episode of fire builders life my name is josh corporal i am streaming live from key west florida as always and today let me tell you we have a very very cool episode chris stafford is on the line chris welcome to fire builders life my man Hey, thanks so much, Josh. I really appreciate it. And Josh, I have to tell you, this is so special for me that I wore cologne for you. You wore cologne? <laughs> oh, my God. That's how you know you've made it in the big time, folks, is that your guests <laughs> for virtual Zoom calls and Facebook lives, they're wearing cologne. I love it. Thank you, Chris. I, I'm honored, my man. Uh, this is great. And so let me, before we get into, before we get into today's, today's topic, let me explain to the people listening at home uh, or the office or wherever they are, a little bit about what we do here at Fire Builders Live. The premise of this show is very simple. We bring on big experts. We talk about these gigantic goals and how to break them down into small steps, things that you can do every day to succeed. And today is no different. In fact, this one is one of the most important episodes that we've got because it is all about how to achieve greatness, how to, you know, how to stay consistent with the kinds of things that you are doing. And, uh, and let me tell you a little bit about what Chris Stafford has done. He is one of the top producing real estate brokers in the San Francisco area. And that is by no accident. The man simply is consistent. He's likable. He inspires people. He brings enthusiasm to his work. And he has the ability to not only have this infectious sort of enthusiasm uh, of the people around him, but that also makes him a fantastic teacher and coach. And that is something, right, that can be taught in people and needs to be. And he doesn't do that just because he was sort of born this way. You know, it's through consistency. It's through continuously working on himself. And I mean, over 10 years ago now, Chris, you've been doing this for about 10 years, a little over 10 years, advising listing agents, both young and old, right? Whether they're experienced or not, right? But cutting through the crap and showing them what they need now to build and maintain the business of their dreams in the real estate world, helping people with tactics and strategies rooted in one single idea, being consistent, doing something every single day. That is why I'm so happy to have you on the show, man. Again, welcome to Fire Builders Live. And can you hear me? <laughs> oh, God, I think we might have lost you, Chris. Too bad, too. That was one hell of an introduction. Let's see. Well, the wonderful, the wonderful things about going live. Let me text Chris. Make sure that we is, he is still alive. Let's see here. There we go. Something happened. He's on his phone. We might have to postpone. I don't know. You never know when you're doing this live with people. Uh, but <laughs> so here, so it's just me. So let's do this. Uh, what do I know about being consistent? Well, you know, before we actually go into it, in fact, let me uh, let me just. Text old Chris on the cell phone here. Make sure that he's still available. Chris, we're on live with the entire nation. <laughs> and you have frozen. I'm not sure where you are, but you've just left. Uh, so come back and join us when you can. So what do I know about uh, what do I know about being consistent? Well, honestly, I do know that in order to achieve something great, 
you really do need to be as consistent consistent as possible. And uh, and that doing one thing every single day is the easiest way to just break it up into small steps, right? And and avoid the crazy troughs like the dips and troughs that most people experience when they try to tackle something big. Looks like Chris is again back on the line. Chris, can you hear me? I think I can hear you. Is, can you see me and hear? Yes, but it is super choppy. Uh, it's great. But can you hear me now? How's that? Maybe, maybe, uh, let's see. I can connection. Hear me okay? Yeah, there we go. All right. So we're back. I have no idea how much, Sorry how much that. of the introduction that you heard about what I was talking about. Did you hear anything or should I do it again? <laughs> No, I heard the oh man! I'll tell you what, Chris. I'll tell you what. I don't know if this is going to work. Uh, I can't. I can't hear you at all anymore. You are one hundred percent frozen, my man. Oh, let's see. So our first crazy technical glitch on Firebuilders Live. Don't worry, it happens. We'll get over it. I'll tell you what, Chris. Why don't we, um, why don't you uh, uh, pause and maybe try and come back one more time? I'm not sure if you can connect to uh, some type of Wi-Fi or something of the like. <laughs> but here, in the meantime, in the meantime, while we do this, honestly, let me talk about being consistent. That's what I've learned anyway. Whenever you're going to try to do something and tackle some big goal, the best way, the only way that I have ever learned how to do something like that is to break it up into small steps and, uh, and, and try to achieve something small every single day. So while we wait for Chris and while, uh, um, you know, while, while he kind of gets online again, the, the thing that I'd actually like to say about Chris, and I might as well say it now, uh, is that the one thing that I've really appreciated about Chris, and I've known him now for a couple of years, and what I've seen is how, how caring he is with the people that he coaches. It is not just a relationship where, you know, you kind of hop on the phone, um, you kind of hop on the phone with somebody, and then all of a sudden it's like, it's like, hey, you know, I'll check up with you in another two weeks. We'll just sort of, you know, let you do your thing. No, Chris actually follows up with people. He is there for them. I mean, he's almost like a family member, to be honest. And it's, it's, I'm so appreciative of his support because I don't know how much you guys ever know about what I do as far as the software side of things, but I've created a software called Fire Builders, and it's all about scaling accountability. It allows you to keep in touch with all of, all of your clients and all of your people on a daily basis. And, uh, and he has always been a very early adopter and supporter of that software. And I'm so appreciative of that. I honestly, uh, I really am. Oh, Chris is texting me. Let's see what the hell he has to say. Chris, I don't know if you see this on Facebook or not, but interestingly enough, how meta is it that I'm texting you and you're watching this right now? You can hear me, hear you, hear me talk to you. Uh, so basically, uh, maybe try and connect one more time. And if that doesn't work, we will pick this up some other time. So uh, let me know if that works. Hello. 
round three. <laughs> I don't. I'm I am on my computer, so I'm hoping this works. This is definitely way way better, way oh, better. I am so sorry about that. I heard the intro and everything. No worries, man. In fact, uh, um, I'm glad you heard the intro. I was honestly just talking to everybody out there about uh, how much I appreciate all of your support with all of the fire builder stuff and and connecting with people and and holding you know holding your folks accountable. I'm just so in, you know in awe with how you've gone above and beyond as a coach right? To stay in your clients' lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you know, that's something that, to be honest, like not a lot of coaches do. Yeah. No, I I think that that, that's really important. And one of the questions that you asked me, you know, up front was, you know, what's the most important thing that I think people can do, uh, you know, with whether you're a coach or an entrepreneur or a real estate agent. And that is, um, you know, I think it's developing a really super strong routine. And that's like the number one thing that I think is so important because uh, John Maxwell, who's a really great coach, uh, he's been around forever and ever. And he always says, you know, never change your life until you change something that you do daily. Um, And I really, truly believe this, that, you know, the secret of any success is really sort of found in your daily routine. And uh, so if there's one thing that I think that we all have to do, which I think is so critically important, it's probably the one thing that, you know, as a real estate coach, like you mentioned earlier, I've been coaching for over 10 years right now. I've been a real estate agent in San Francisco for over 25 years. And as an entrepreneur and talking to other entrepreneurs, I can tell you that um, the biggest thing that I have a hard time with trying to get people to do, including myself, I mean, I think it's such a it's a strong um, statement is that you really have to develop routines that are going to really take you to the places that you want to be. And, um, you know, you talk about, I always talk about consistency, but routines, developing especially a strong morning, Josh, you know, you and I have talked about that, is just really super key. Well, I'm curious, right? Like, because I know you have a morning routine. And, you know, is it it, one of those things where, like, you – you got the morning routine out of a book, you applied it and you said, ah, this works. Or is it something that kind of like came together little by little over time? Little by little over time. I think that it's, you know, like anything, uh, relationships with other people and especially relationships with yourself. (laughs) It's really organic in nature. You really have to sort of develop what's going to work for you. And, you know, like I'm working with one guy right now on the East coast and, you know, this guy is making millions of dollars. He's a top producing real estate agent. I mean, he is just killing it in his marketplace. And do you know one of the things that we're working on, the most important thing, is we're trying to juggle his children, his wife, his workout, his uh, spiritual time, all before 9 a.m. I've been working for a month trying to develop this guy's routine for him. And Wait, wait, what time does he get up in the morning? Well, therein lies the problem. <laughs> Eight? Yeah, 8.30, he wants to be, you know, at work at 9 o'clock. And so, you know, me, I get up at 4 a.m. every morning. But again, that's because naturally I get up early in the morning. So trying to bring this thing in for a landing. I think the most important thing is really organically work with yourself. What works for you? What time can you uh, get up in the morning? Uh, you, you know, what kind of breakfast can you eat? What are you, what's your spiritual practice? You know, what's your workout practice? And what can you do first thing in the morning that's really going to work for you? And then really hone it, really refine it. Yeah, because it's in, it's in that, like, it's in the sense of being consistent that you find that, that, uh, that refining of your routine, right? Kind of what works and what the, and how do you, you know, personally, like, how do you keep yourself consistent doing that? I mean, do you find that just comes easy to you? 
it comes easy to me when I'm healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's really the most important thing that I, you know, Lord knows this take, took me a long time. Uh, I have given up so many things in my life, Josh. I've run out of things to give up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've given up cigarettes. I've given up alcohol. I've given up, you know, all kinds of crazy things. When you are healthy and when you are eating the right foods, um, I'm pretty much a vegetarian. When I'm having a good night that night and I'm doing everything that I should be doing, it's a lot easier to wake up when you're feeling good. You know, when you go, you know, and I'm not knocking anybody that eats meat or drinks, you know, some wine or whatever. But for me personally, I'll have two glasses of wine at night and I'll just, you know, I wake up the next morning. I'm just like, eh, meh, you know, I don't really feel like doing anything. But, you know, naturally, if I can keep myself healthy uh, on that track, then I wake up in the morning and I can pretty much knock everything out that I want to do. So I think that, you know, really paying attention to your health and I can have a whole nother conscious, uh, another conversation about conscious living. But a lot of it, that's what it deals with is, you know, being conscious of what you're doing and how you're living. And that's and what's so cool about the coaching that you do and the advisement, especially in the real estate game, is that, you know, when you hop on the phone with somebody, you got to be you got to be energetic. Like you have to, you have to dictate, I feel the feeling of the, the phone call. Right. And, uh, and without feeling good, man, you're, you're screwed. You're like dead in the water before you even have said a word. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. I personally, again, naturally, organically, I love helping people. So my big passion in life, you know, at the tender age of 60 years old, I figured out that what is really going to, you know, my biggest, highest power is really just helping other people, especially real estate agents and entrepreneurs. And, you know, for me, even if I'm, you know, I'm sound, sound like I'm contradicting myself, but even if I, you know, on one side, I'm not feeling that well, when I do jump on the phone with somebody, I get, I just get an energy from these people. And, you know, doing these calls, uh, the calls you and I have, which are just so, you know, rewarding to me, uh, talking to people on the phone, I can live off that for like days, you know, because when I see that I've said something that really is important to somebody uh, or it makes a difference in what they're doing and their production or how they're living their lives. I mean, that just makes me, like I said, I can live on that stuff forever. Yeah. It's a high, right? Like you get off, you know, you get off that call and you're just buzzing for the next couple of days. Exactly. Yep. And, uh, and you know, it's so crazy because I was I was telling everybody sort of before you got hopped on with the computer that I I'm I'm so appreciative of the support with fire builders like you um and what we've tried to do and you've seen the people like the people that are using it are you can see like you can see the things that they're doing every single day and I would imagine as a coach like just knowing that you're having that kind of effect on people is just ridiculously fulfilling well, it's it's ridiculously fulfilling to me for a couple of reasons. Number one is I think that fire builders is probably you know the the greatest tool um, you know I can blow some sunshine your way <laughs> that I have discovered to really help my tribe because for a couple of reasons. One is it's consistent um, that they are you know that they're doing every single day and consistency as we've talked about is the key. For everything. The other thing too is talk going back to what I was talking about being organic. These people, the people that are in the tribe, these are the people that are setting their own goals and they're using the system in their own particular way that they think is going to work for them. So it's not like I'm imposing all this crap on them. They're the yeah. ones coming up with them. And then fire builders is just the greatest tool because it's taking their self-imposed 
goals and then consistently giving them feedback and keeping in front of them all the day, all the time. Because I personally, as much as I love trying to be accountable to uh, getting these people to be accountable to me, it's really difficult. And it's difficult from the standpoint that people, you know, I ask a woman right now from Idaho, would you please do me a favor? And after you've done what you told me you're going to do everything in the morning, shoot me a test and just say yes or no. That's all I want you to do. Yeah. He does it 20% of the time. And it's like, okay. You know, so I think just behaviorally, it's really difficult for some people to really have to positively reach out to somebody. But with fire builders, it's sort of built into what they did. So I love it. That's great. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And uh, and and I'm curious, like as you go through, and you know, you're dealing with the psychology and the the um, you know the the personalities of a whole bunch of different people. You know, maybe they all want to be real estate agents, but you know, everybody's got their own problems and their own baggage and stuff that they bring to the table and the reasons why they can't. Yeah, can I do don't something. have any baggage. <laughs> well, not you. No, you're clean. You're you're totally clean, man. <laughs> but uh, but some of the people that you coach, I would imagine, you know, we've all got stuff that we're going through, and yeah. um, and I I love I've always loved how consistent you've been in in just being there for them like like having the door open and letting them you know letting them contact you and and walking them through not just the tactics but also mentally like the strategies of how to get over some of this stuff um talk a little bit about like how you developed that kind of relationship with the people um and, and the people that you are your clients and your coach that you coach yeah, well, I have a huge two by four, and I just use it to smack them over the side of the head. So easy that way, right? Like, <laughs> God, it just makes. <laughs> yeah, how do you do so, that virtually? Like, uh, yeah, I feel like you could hire some people, you know, and just send them like, <laughs> like, like the Italian mom. Yeah, uh, like, I don't know. Sorry, I just lay myself. Um, <laughs> the you know the biggest thing that I you know I found to have coaching people and talking to you know people which. You know, I love doing, but what's really important, I think you hit the nail on the head, is there's really a difference between developing an overall strategy and developing tactics. You know, tactics to me are just the down and dirty, what are the, the, the tasks that you're going to do to achieve your goals? But the strategy really has to really has to look at the overall person. And this is where I think a lot of people miss the boat, not only the, the mentor, but the mentee. And I think it's really important to get into people's lives, get into their psyches, get into their, not only their dreams and what they want to see happen, but what are their fears? What are their insecurities? What are their health issues? One of the things that you and I talked about uh, recently, just offline was about, I'm coaching one person again, who's just, you know, God bless this woman. I love her to death. And I was coaching her for two months only to find out, and she's killing it. She's doing a great job and, and she's a success as everybody outwardly would look at her. Uh, but she's not doing what she says that she wants to do. And then after two months, she failed to tell me that she's a manic depressant and she's got medical issues, you know, and this is something that I really did not know. And it really just drives home the point that we really have to get when we're talking to people. And when you're talking to yourself and you're trying to figure out why what's not working, figure out holistically what is keeping you from achieving your goals and your dreams. What is it? And it could be something medically. It could be something spiritually. A lot of times it could be something health-wise. You know, you're not living a healthy lifestyle. But, yeah, so you really have to be holistic when you're, um, you know, when you're talking to people. 
And what is like, uh, you know, for people that maybe have manic depressant issues, uh, is it a situation where they can't find the, the energy to kind of do what it is that they want to do mm-hmm. yes. or they don't know that they should be doing? Well, it's like anything else. It's, it's like if you're not healthy, you know, or, you know, God forbid you have a mental illness or you're not healthy or you're, you know, you're drinking every night and you're eating McDonald's every day. It's all related to your energy and your health, really. And so if you, <clears throat> excuse me, are doing anything that's not really uh, going to prosper you, that's going to affect your energy and, the, and your health. And when you're feeling down, and listen, I get it. I've got down days myself, too, and I'm always trying to figure out different ways to tweak things. But when you're feeling that way, you don't feel like making phone calls to prospects. You don't feel like you know achieving your goals. It's like, F your goals. I want to just try to figure out how to get through this day. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. And so, and, and what you're saying is kind of the, um, the way to get around that is to, is to lead a healthier life because when you do that, the energy comes and yeah. then that energy ex- gets exuded in the kinds of calls that you're making and the kinds of like impressions that you're making, first impressions that you're making on people, etc. Absolutely. You know, if people don't get, and this is one thing I've learned while back if you don't get that your health is the number one priority in your life that is key let me tell you stuff starts to go wrong when you get older (laughs) you know so your health is super key then your relationships and then your business but if you're not addressing your health that means you're going to be absolutely useless for everything else so you really got to be super cognizant and again what it to me it's all about living a conscious lifestyle so for your listeners out there if you want to know how do you you know have better health just try to be more conscious in terms of what you're doing. It's so easy for all of us that are you know, going 100 miles an hour all day long, and you reach for that burrito that's the size of your head, or right. you know, start reach for a glass of wine or whatever it is. But if you could just take a pause uh, before you do anything, before you eat or drink anything, and just, and just try to be more conscious about what you're doing. Um, there's a great article that uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's one of my mentors, and Joe Dispenza is um, – he does a lot of meditations and stuff. And I love John. Uh, he just did a great article about one of the th- greatest ways to do this. And that is to lead a more conscious life is to write down two or three behaviors that aren't working for you right now. Things that you really want to change. Make those make those behavior changes as part of your meditation, your prayer, whatever it is that you want to do spiritually, but also put them on big placards around your room or whatever. Constantly remind yourself of all the things that the behaviors that you want to be changing all the time. And just, again, try to be really conscious about it. And the more you consciously work on those behaviors, the easier it's going to be for you to, you know, change that behavior. Like, for instance, last night, I really wanted cookies. And and I had to consciously say to myself, okay, I'm going to save the cookies for Saturday night. I'm not going to eat them tonight. So, you know. It's just being conscious. That's really what it's all about. What kind of cookies were they? Does it matter, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> like homemade kind of cookies? Oh, no. I mean, I've got no time for that nonsense. No. <laughs> <laughs> no any, any, you know, one of the things that's really sort of funny is when you start becoming a vegetarian, you start um, – because I used to be a, a very healthy drinker in my past life. And, you know, it's interesting when you give stuff like that up and you give up uh, a healthy lifestyle, God, I just, I crave sugar all the time. So sugar is my new battle. That's a, and that's a tough one for people. Cause I get that too, especially 
especially if you're pushing hard every single day. I mean, yeah. mentally, you know, you're exhausted and yeah. you almost, yeah, I mean, you just crave it. Well, and it's, they say something like sugar is, well, I read one article that said sugar is the new cigarettes, but, you know, everyone was quitting cigarettes 20 years ago. Now it's sugar. Then it's like more addictive than heroin in some parts of your brain. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that is, man, like, because I'm the same way. So half the time, you know, I just want to, man, I just want to eat a pack of Oreos, like walk over to the gas station and grab it after like a really long day. Uh-huh. And I have to, I have to actively tell myself not to yeah. do it and occupy myself so that I almost forget about it in a way. Yeah, well, that's, unfortunately, that's my problem is that I have such an addictive personality that it's like, you know, one Oreo is not enough. You might as well eat the whole package. One plate of pasta is not enough, you know, so moderation control portion control and moderation are two concepts that were totally lost on me when I was born. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's stuff that you've had to learn. And now do you, do you help, you know, the people that you coach, can they call you, right? Do they call you every once in a while and say, Chris, like, ah, I, I want to eat these Oreos, but man, tell me, tell me, tell me not to like walk me through this. I usually don't get that immediate feedback from my coaching clients. Uh, I would love for them to. And I, one of the things I wish they would do is, and this is one of the things I wish that all people, if you're working with a coach, please, coaches love to hear from you. And you're, a lot of times people think that you're bothering them. I wish people would call me more. I tell them all the time, you know, call me, text me, email me anytime that you want. Because I think having that, it's a real symbiotic relationship and anything that we as coaches and you as, you know, mentees can do to, um, you know, strengthen your life because it's really, it's really just about developing habits and the routines, going back to the routines. And if we can help you with it, man, do lean on us. That's right. Cause I mean, I would feel that way too. If, you know, you would think, oh man, should I text this person? Nah, I'm gonna like, I'm totally gonna bother them. They're not gonna want to hear from me kind of thing. And it's, it's almost the exact opposite. It's yeah. like, you know, you, you, as a coach, I would imagine sometimes it's actually lonely. You know, you, like you're not hearing from anybody and you don't know. You spent all this time mm-hmm. creating a program or a service or teaching people how to achieve some type of change in their life. Mm-hmm. And then you don't hear from anyone and you're like, well, did it work? Did it not work? I'm not sure. Not. And, you know, I have people that are paying me money every single month. And they join the program. This honestly got truth. I have people paying every single month. They join the program. I have not had one call with them. I have not had one email exchange with them. And what you know, they actually, they what they said is they wanted me just like like an attorney on retainer. And so, in case they have any questions, but you know, God bless them. I love these guys that are you know paying me all this money every single month. But not one call. And I beg these people, you know, call me. Let me know what's going on. Let me know what you had for dinner, anything, you know. Um, but I think that some you know, everybody's different. I think that really sort of goes back to the whole nature of, you know, you really got to take everybody. You can do your job. You can do such an amazing job of creating a coaching program and developing systems and templates that everybody should use. But the bottom line is you really have to look at everybody holistically and everybody's different on how you're going to treat them. Do you, I don't know, I'm just curious as you're talking about those two different types of people, the ones that you just never hear from Mm -hmm. and the ones that you hear from often, which, if you can compare those two and the results that they get, Uh who, who have you seen excel faster? Oh, the ones that are contacting you all the time. Yeah, that's what I would would imagine. Like the ones that sort of go off the radar, 
one, you may not actually know that they're excelling because they just don't tell you. <laughs> but, uh, but two, yeah, like like just to have you on retainer is nice and it's almost a fallback, but it's not driving you to do anything. Right. Well, and see, this is why it's so important in what you're doing. I love what you're doing with this fire builders program is because it's the daily accountability and it's the accountability every single day, whether you want to hear it or not, that is what's going to make you, you know, improve. And if you know that you have to answer that email from fire builders, you know, you have to answer that phone call or that email from your coach, then, you know, it's going to make you think twice about, you know, changing your behavior and actually doing what you need to be doing. Um, and, do you, and what, go ahead. Do you, uh, do you get on people uh, on weekends as well? Like, I'm curious as whether you're not, you're the kind of guy that is like, look, if we're going to do this, it's going to be seven days a week. Like there are no days off. Or do you give them like a day or two? Once again, I have no, I have no time for that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. yeah, spoken like a true like deck because that's how change happens. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no. What one of the things that I really try to get people in my program to do is to really be on to really work your tail off five days a week, Monday through Friday. Um, you know, the real estate, the nature of real estate, of course, you're going to be working. And, you know, one of the things I think it's a, it's a kick to me, there's a lot of really successful real estate agent. I know one listing agent who's, you know, he's on a real popular television program right now. And he prides himself by saying that he's available to his clients 24 seven. I'm like, F that, you know, I said, if you're available to your clients 24 seven, what's the point of having a life? You know, you got to have some time off. And so, yeah, I, I, as a matter of a rule, take at least one day off where I'm totally off the grid, off email, phone, and everything else. And I encourage my um, my coaching clients to do the same thing. So it's really important. So what that means, it's really important for that five days a week, that Monday through Friday, is that you're really on. And, um, and I wanted to mention one other thing I know. I think it's really important going back to the routine because I just think to develop the consistency, one of the things that I wanted to get in here is that it's really important for us to have minimum standards for ourselves and minimum standards are really something that are so easy and so small, something that you can do almost any, any with your eyes closed. And it's like, I joke with my coaching clients and that is, um, you know, what is your minimum standard that you could do? For instance, calling, you know, doing prospecting, trying to find new business. Could you call two people every morning? That's it. Just call two people every single morning. Whether your dog dies, your wife leaves you, your house burns down, you know that every single day, Monday through Friday, you can call those two people. And so I think developing minimum standards in every single area of your life is a really easy way for you to develop those routines. Because what it does for you, Josh, is not only does you you start doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you develop more confidence and you get more comfortable doing it and you're going to want to do it more. Um, So minimum standards for everybody is super key. I love that. I and I, I have a I have actually I have a question about that. But uh, let me throw this up too because I think that Lyndon's still on, and I want to uh, I want to get to her question. She asked uh, Chris, "I am curious. Do you curate clients or have a vetting process to work with a mentee? Like, how do these people find you, and what are your you know like minimum standards for wanting to work with somebody?" Um. With my coaching program, what I do, I don't have a formal vetting process. What I do do is I, I try to get some commitment from them. I get some commitment that they're going to change, that they're going to contact me on a you know periodic basis. But for me, I you know it's an, 
intuitive for me when I get on that phone and I have that initial consultation call. Uh, to answer your question, though, I also I do a lot of marketing on LinkedIn. I do other marketing to, to uh, reach out to other real estate agents. But they have to want to make a change. And that's the only thing that I request. They have to want to make a change either personally or in their production with their real estate business. Do people, I mean, I would imagine that if you were to ask people, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to make a change? They're going to say yes. Mm-hmm. But it's not about, they know that. And that just demonstrates their, you know, their intention to make a change. Right. But right. the integrity about making a change, the actual proving of the change, is it, do you have them, like, can you find that out? You sort of see that in the first two yeah. weeks or so? Well, actually, that's a really good question. And going back to what I said earlier, I think it's really important when I first have that conversation is to find out why they're not changing. So that's one of my questions I always ask them. What, you know, if you want to do, if you want to do 100 transactions, you want to sell 100 homes in a year, or you want to make $500,000 in a year, why are you not doing that right now? What's stopping you? And so I'm getting a lot better at doing that because, you know, getting back to that whole holistic approach, you know, two, three years ago, I never did that. But now I'm sort of getting into, you know, their why. Why are they not doing what they really want to be doing? And then getting sort of like into the health, uh, obviously mental illness, your health, all that kind of stuff. Is there something stopping you? Um, and I've had all kinds of really great reasons and excuses um, but I tell people, I will tell people, and I have no compunction. I says that's fine. You want to pay me this money every single month? We can sit in and talk about your lifestyle. But I really want to see you make changes. And if you're not going to make changes and commit to that, then it's really a total waste of my time. And it's a yeah. total waste of your money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 like, do you at first then define those minimum standards for everybody. So for instance, is that how the conversation starts? Cause one thing that I like to ask people um, that we kind of started with, and then we kind of round it around into it again is suggesting that people do one thing. If you, you know, maybe you want to either you're an entrepreneur and you want to improve your situation, get a little bit faster from point A to point B, or you're a coach and you're helping people do that. And you're kind of doing as a coach, like, I feel like coaches are always sort of doing that for themselves anyway. They're always trying to improve themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so in your experience, is that one thing that people should do every day, essentially the minimum standard? Yes, absolutely. And I don't tell people to do that. I get them to tell me. So based on what they want to do, for instance, if they want to sell 100 homes a day, how are you going to do that? What is it you're not doing? And you know what? The, the truth of the matter is, is you have somebody that really wants to hire a coach, that means they're they're willing, right? Chances are they know what they need to do. If you're an entrepreneur, you're in business, you have an idea of who you, you, you need to reach out to people. You need to do some marketing. In real estate, you need to find sellers, okay? And so one of the first things that I recommend people to do is to call their sphere of influence, to call people that they know. But there's 18 different things, different ways that you can market and try to find listings and houses for sale. I get them to tell me what is it they want to do. Most people that are pretty fairly intelligent know what they need to do. It's really a question of just trying to get them to do it. So the one thing that I would suggest people to do right away is develop a minimum standard in that one area that you know you need to do. If you're supposed to be calling people that you know or you're supposed to be calling expired listings or probate attorneys or FISBOs for sale by owners, do, do create a minimum standard around that. Um, and that's the one thing I would tell them to do is and make that minimum standard so easy that you could fall off in something and do it. And yeah, you 
And then because, again, I can't tell you how the confidence that boosts and the motivation and how it incents you. It's just it's really amazing. And I would imagine that the easier you make that minimum standard and maybe it's not too, too easy where it's like, you know, you do it and it doesn't make that big of a dent, but it's like somewhere in the middle. Right. Like, oh, God. no, 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 no. Really? So easy. Like dead, dead easy. It's got to be so easy because it's got to be like, oh, I'm going to call two people. This is so easy. I can do that every single day blindfold, you know, because, again, you want one of the things that you want to do is you want to sort of circumvent the sort of the amygdala in the back of your brain. That's the fight or flight thing. And if, if I told somebody, OK, your minimum standard is to call 10 people, you know, every single morning and ask them for referrals. You know, people are going to, I can't do that. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. For anybody that missed that, what was it again? How did they go? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if you tell people people they only got to call one person or two people every single day, I mean, it's that is where you're going to the kernel of confidence and incentive. And motivation, that's where it's all going to come from. So, yeah, your minimum standards have to be really slow because, you know, routine, habit, all that good stuff, every 21 days creates a new habit. And so if you do that for 21 days, and guess what? You start calling one or two people a day, The just naturally people are going to start calling more because, again, yep. you're going to get more confident and more comfortable doing it. And I would imagine that it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a slippery slope in a good way. So you do that, you do that thing first thing in the morning, that real easy thing. And then, and then it just gets the flywheel turning and it's much easier to do the next easy thing and the next easy thing. And then all of a sudden, yeah, that's it. it. I mean, it's, it's, it's the easiest thing to do. It's like me, you know, I, I, you know, one of the things I'm a big swimmer. So I have, I swim every single morning used to until all the pools in San Francisco were closed. So I had to pivot, right? And so I decided that I'm going to do push-ups. This is like I've never done a push-up in my life. I'm 60 years old because <laughs> I can do this at home, right? I started off doing two push-ups every single morning. I said, I know I can do two push-ups. And that was about two months ago, and now I'm up to 30. Hell so, yeah, man. That is awesome. And no, find- I'm not going to show you my chest. <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, are you – are you graduating to new like other exercises too? Like you do the push-ups and then like because I'm thinking swimming is a full body thing. Yeah, I know. I, and I, as soon as I can go back to it, I, I love because I blew out my knees running, so I love swimming for that reason. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of walking and yoga. Yeah, did before. So now I'm walking five miles every morning. Yep, man. They have this thing called Broga here. It's like it's a crazy name. I I know, but like, it's uh, like but it's, and yoga. It's like broga, like what's up, bro? But yoga, like uh, right? Uh, At least I think that's what I think, anyway. Uh, but a really great guy, Sean. He runs it right across the street, and uh, and it is man, you would love it. It is, uh, it's exactly those things. It's like a lot of push-ups and strength training, but also yoga um, combined into one. It's it's incredible, man. That's that's great. That's great. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. So anyway, so doing that one thing. So I like to have a follow-up question to this because if it really is a minimum standard to do something small every single day, uh-huh. right? Have people made massive strides in their life in say 30 days under your tutelage, under like this, this coaching philosophy? What have you seen? What's the experience that you've had? Well, the thing that's given me the greatest joy is I've had people pretty much 10x their business. Uh, make 10 times the money that they were making, getting 10 times the listings. 
but also dramatically change the relationships with their families and change the relationships they have with themselves with regard to their health. And so, you know, all those things are really super important. I just, you know, I don't care if somebody 10 X is their, their, their listings or their sales or whatever it is. What's important to me, if they make any change about it and that is what excites them, then I'm, I'm down. And that's what I just derive so much joy from Josh and again, just like anything else, somebody makes a small change that leads to momentum and it leads to greater and bigger things. So, I love it. All right. Is that, a, is that a rooster in the back? It is actually. They are all over Key West. I'm pretty sure that's Elvis. People uh, that watch the show know Elvis. He's a troublemaker around here. It's this rooster is always going around. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so, so, uh, so if people have more questions, if they want to reach out to you, they want to, uh, um, they want to find out a little bit more about what you're doing. Tell me a little bit about what you got going on these days and how people can connect with you. Absolutely. The best thing to do is, uh, go to my website, which is theagentunleashed.com. Hit me up at theagentunleashed.com. And anybody that uh, contacts me off my website, I'll send them a book that I wrote called Massive Abundance, How to Create Passion, Purpose, and Prosperity in Your Life. And I'll send that to them for free. But uh, that's probably the best way. That is awesome and very generous as well. Like, uh, no, but Don't go on the internet and Google Chris Stafford and look at old pictures of me. Don't do that. <laughs> you heard it here first guys seriously follow chris's advice and his instruction go to theagentunleashed.com get your book honestly dude uh i mean just i have watched the effect that you've had on people for the last what like two years i mean we've known each other now for two years at least that's um, right yeah and uh and just it's been so impressive i'm so like honored to have you on the show today. I know that you're a really busy guy, so I just want to say thanks again. And uh, and honestly, man, if is there anything that you can think of right now that you would like to leave the listening audience with some parting words of wisdom that they can take from this from from old Chris Stafford? What would you say? Ah, uh, well, don't take any wooden nickels. How's that? <laughs> no, develop, like- your, develop your own minimum standards and use that fire builders program because it's it's the greatest thing I've used and sliced bread. So there, <laughs> dude. Well, that's very nice of you to say, and thank you, and I I really appreciate it. And uh, and man, like this has just been awesome. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has. And by the way, it's it's almost forty five minutes have gone by. So like. You know, it just goes by when you have good conversations with people, you know? Absolutely. It was a lot of fun, man. I really appreciate it, Josh. You're the best. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, so we got – and just so that you know, we got Perry and saying love Chris's energy. Uh, guess who stopped by but uh, Kate? Kate Shell, two oh, awesome God guys. Sake. Kate Shell and the – oh, my God. Yep, yep. She's on there. So anyway, so we got – you got some Chris Stafford fans happening here. And uh, and I'll tell you – Anything bad about Kate? Hmm. <laughs> she's amazing kate's kate's awesome another another person that just is is remarkably consistent you know absolutely so uh so anyway well guys this is josh and chris signing off another episode of fire builders live chris thanks again man absolutely man all right well we will catch you guys on another episode we stream live monday through saturday 12 p.m eastern catch us for another episode and we will see you guys later chris adios thank you sir (laughs) 